0: just a uh, blessed people we are to serve such a great God. Amen. Why don't we just sing a little song together before we take our needs to the throne. You are God alone. Let's sing this. Well, you are God alone, and from before time
1: he came. not a God depending on any mortal man. You are not a God in need of anything we can give by your plan. That's just the way it is. None can contend You're the only God whose name and Praise will never end You're the only God who's worthy Of everything we can give You are God, oh, and that's just the way it is Sing it now. You're unstoppable That's who you are Sing it again Oh, you're unchangeable Yes, unshakable with your hands. Come on,
0: give Him glory. Hallelujah. How great is our God, splendor of the King. Amen. Let's just sing a song with all of our hearts. The splendor of a King Well-clothed
1: in majesty Let all the earth rejoice All the earth rejoice He wraps himself in light, oh, when darkness tries to hide, and trembles at his voice, trembles at his voice. Lovely. God. And all will see how great, how great is our
0: God. Come on, give Him glory, church. Amen, amen, amen. Hallelujah. My, what a lovely atmosphere this is to be with you in. Amen. I think the time is right to take our needs to the Lord. Man, there's many, many situations that we want to keep in mind and take, take upon our hearts, you know, and bear our, our brethren's burdens together, amen, and just lift them up before the Lord. Amen. Let's remember the drum family, if you would, in prayer today. They're not with us asking for prayer. Also, the Paschal family could not be with us today. And musicians, you're welcome to play something softly there just set the right atmosphere. Um, if you'd remember the McCafferty family in your prayers as well, uh, they're not with us. They're out of town. Um, I have a prayer request for Sister Faye coffee uh, She's just uh, very weak, needing a touch from the Lord for strength. So we want to remember that special need in prayer. Amen. I um, have a very special need for the Pew family, um, for which Brother Barry will have some further details but uh if you will just remember that family in prayer right now uh, especially and if you would remember brother burley williams in your prayers um, he's asking for church to remember him for a special man. that's all i have at this time do you have unspoken prayer requests on your heart amen god knows your need brother aaron if you will come forward and take these these special needs before the lord for us amen Uh, I would like to ask the deacons if they would make their way forward. We're going to, for the sake of time, take up the offering and have prayer over that as well. So, Brother Aaron, if you'll remember that in prayer, too.
2: Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we come to you this morning, Lord, thanking you because you are the same yesterday, today, and forever. Lord, we see, Lord, the barrage of rockets being fired towards Israel. But we know that he that watches over Israel never slumbers, nor sleeps. Father, we see the same occurrence, Father, in the bride, where there is constant attack from the enemy. But, Father, we know that you said in your word, Cheer up, for I have overcome the world. Because you live, Lord, you said, We shall live also. For, Lord, we know that many are the afflictions of the righteous, but you deliver out of them all. This morning, Father, We know, Lord God, you have never lost a battle. You have never begged down for any challenge. For your word and your promise is the same today, yesterday, forever. Father, as we lay our hands on these needs, Father, we know that you are more than able, Father, to grant these desires. Lord God, if you were here this morning, you were not being able to do anything for you. You would have said, I have already paid for it on Calvary. Father, we thank you for your healing Lord. We thank you for your power, your Holy Spirit that is present this morning to confirm your word. Lord, we remember the, the drums that are not this mo- that are not here this morning. Father, we remember the Machades we want to remember Brother Burley father we want to thank you for undertaking for our brother pew you are the same yesterday today and forever lord you healed Jairus daughter and you said daughter Talita Kumi you are still the same this morning oh god we thank you father for when we know that when Peter was captured and we're praying in the house of John Mark you sent your angel and father delivered Peter this morning lord we are not in the house of John Mark but we are in your house and we are praying binding our hearts to together, that you will heal each and every need that is presented before your throne this morning. We pray especially that you anoint the minister, the vessel, the gift that you have given to us, Oh God. May you speak through him, O oh Father. We commit this service into your hands. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen.
0: I'll let you have your seats for a little while. Brother Keith has a special force, and we're going to let him sing and then right after that we'll have brother mitchell give us a special as well amen so brother keith
3: amen i'd had a request to do this song and after the service wednesday night i thought it was was definitely very fitting you may be in your seven year of famine you may be going through some difficult struggles but we know what lies ahead at the end of the road amen it may get rough and rocky but we know at the end there's sweet victory this road I'm on is straight and narrow but it leads to a better home was paved by Christ one day at Calvary while he suffered all alone. This road may lead over many high mountains, valleys dark and low, but I walk each day with sweet assurance that I'll safely reach my goal. And ahead, oh, there is joy and gladness and rest for my weary soul. Oh, hey, there is peace and contentment. Everybody my feet would stray. But the gentle hand still leads me onward. He helps me to find my way. As I climb each hill and I cross each valley by his hand. I
4: This morning, um, I was originally going to sing one song that I sang a couple weeks ago by request. Um, so I need to apologize to the person who requested that song. I'm sorry, I'm not singing that one. I'm going to sing something different. Um, and also apologize to poor Brother Matt here because it's very spontaneous. We didn't practice. Um, so and if you're a musician, you know when someone asks to sing something without practice, it's like, Ugh, come on. But um, so... Um, I'm a little nervous because I've never done something like this before, but um, before I sing this, I wanted to give just a little testimony of my life that not many people know about, Um, but this week and for the past couple of weeks, I've just felt like I needed to because I'm I'm all about giving people hope because that's something that is sorely lacking in this world, Um, and this song, I sang it a while back. It's called Mercy. And the first words are, I'm living proof of what the mercies of God can do. Most of you know me, I've been coming to this church for a long time now, for many years, and I'm not anything big, or I don't try to be anything big, you know, but that doesn't mean we don't go through things. And I'd say probably about the start of high school, 13 years old, you know, you're, you you're starting out, you know, you're trying to figure yourself out, everyone's trying to figure themselves out, and um, public schools, it's definitely that way. Um, But knowing who I was, you know, what I believed, I knew I was different. I knew I was different than a lot of the kids, and different than just a lot of kids within our own ranks. I'm wired differently, you know. Uh, Those who know me well know I'm wired differently. Um, But... I had several students kind of pick up on that. They, they picked up that I was different, but they didn't know why. So they were asking questions and doing things. And one of the questions was, and I'm sorry for those who are a little sensitive to it, but, you know, we should speak the truth and expose the devil. But they asked me, they were like, you're different. What's wrong with you? Are, are you gay? Or is something, Something's wrong with you. And I'm like, no, I'm not. But to a 13-year-old who has learned his whole life to depict Christ out of his life, that plays with you. And someone, especially like me, who's, I've always said my imagination runs crazy. You know, it, it affects you. And then that started leading down paths that I'm not proud of. And, you know, for years and years, I struggled and struggled with stuff like that. And never claimed it, never wanted to, but it was something that just bothered me. To the point of, I was like, how can I even be a Christian? You know, Christians don't deal with stuff like this. We don't go through stuff like this. Or we're not supposed to hold these things or deal with it. And it wasn't until a few years back, um, I finally, I had enough of the struggles, the mental battles and everything. And I finally went to Brother Barry and I was like, I I need help. You know, I am fighting, I'm struggling. My family sees I'm fighting and struggling. You know, I just, I don't feel worthy. I don't feel like I should be here. I'm scared that if anybody ever found out that I would just be shunned, no one would wanna be my friend, you know, or have anything to do with me. And he finally said, you know, You just, you gotta pray, go up for prayer when you can. You know, some things like this, you have to fast and pray as Christ said. So I did that. I I would go up for prayer and some of you saw me, you know, and I believe I've earned deliverance from that. You know, I, I believe I earned deliverance. But just because you're delivered doesn't mean it's still not up here. That those battles, those scars that are left behind, they're not there or they're there. And you still fight them. And you just you still wonder, and you're like, you know, I thought I thought I was delivered. I thought, you know, I believe that I'm delivered, but I'm still fighting it. But then, I'd say earlier this year, um, I heard someone say one time, not not in church, not in meetings, it was actually on an Instagram post. They were talking about faith and everyday walk, you know, and they were saying, you know, God. Why don't I have the faith like these big Bible characters, you know, that I read about as a child and things, you know, they're moving mountains, miracles are happening. But to me, I I feel like I'm struggling. And they said that God came down and spoke to them and said, you know, it's not just about that. You know, when, when I'm talking about faith, I'm talking about an everyday kind of faith. And as you go kind of faith, just walking You know, taking that next step, trusting that I'm going to lead you through it, that I'm going to get you to where I need you to be. And that really affected me because I was like, for the first time in my life, I felt like I could wake up in the morning and just take a step and not worry. And not worry about, you know, God rejecting me, not worrying about whether or not I'm going to make it because it's not up to me. I just got to take a step, you know, that's my part, is taking a step, you know, and I had dreams of getting married, having a family, and I thought because of these things I dealt with, I was not worthy, I would never do it, I'd never have that chance, and today, I'm married, I have friends, I have family who love me, and care for me, you know, i I lead song service. I never thought I'd be able to do that because of the way that I thought I was, you know. But just taking those steps, just getting up every day and saying, God, be with me. Help me. You know, some days are going to be bad. Some days are going to be good. But just taking that step and having that faith, that's my hope and that's my testimony is that it's not some big thing it's just that one little thing just that one little step you gotta take that changes your life as you go that's what you gotta look for and I heard this song a few months back and I heard it and I was like oh this is such a good song you know it fits so many people in the church and so many people I know and then I heard it again and I got to thinking I'm like, well what about me how does that fit me And then that's when I got to thinking, I'm like, this song does fit me. Because I am living proof of what God's grace can do and what his mercy can do. So sorry for the long spiel there, but I wanted to share because I want to give somebody hope. And I felt like someone, I don't know who, someone needed to hear that. Someone needed to know that it doesn't matter what you're going through, what you're fighting up here. It doesn't matter. He's already there. He already knows. He's already taking care of it. You just got to believe and just take that next step. Just keep walking. So I hope it's a blessing. I hope this song's a blessing. And if you know it, please sing it along with me and just sing with all your heart and believe it.
5: So I'm living proof what the mercy of God can do. And if you knew me then you'd believe me now. He turned my whole life upside down. He took the old and made it new. That's what the mercy of God can do. And now I'm alive to tell the story How I've overcome It's His goodness and mercy And the power of the blood And I'm so glad that my freedom Wasn't based on what I've done it's His goodness and mercy And the power in the blood I thought of is made that I It's His goodness and mercy And the power of the blood Now was the cross meant for me That my Savior carried Now I've been set free By the mercy of God the grave meant for me where my sin lays buried now I've been set free by the mercy of God and was the cross meant for me that my sin By the mercy of God and was the great meant for me that my sin and based on what I've done. It's His goodness and mercy and the power of the blood. Now I'm alive to tell the story how I've overcome. It's His goodness and mercy and the power of the blood. I'm so blessed. What I've done It's His goodness And mercy And the power Of the blood It's His goodness And mercy And the power Of the blood
0: goodness and mercy aren't you and let's stand we're going to have our pastor come at this time we're just delighted to have my cousin michelle and her husband brother danny steeman visiting with us to minister today and i just trust it'll be a blessing for everyone i'm looking forward to what god has in store for us today and so let's just pull up to the table and pull on the gift today amen i'd like to sing that song as brother barry comes through it all amen Through it all, that's it. It all. I've
1: learned to trust in Jesus. Oh, I've learned to trust in God.
6: God bless you. you. may be seated this morning. I welcome all of you this morning in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, and I'm certainly glad and honored you're here. We are honored to have our visitors and friends, and uh, despite all of the different things that have taken place in the last 15 hours, uh, we are um, honored to have you here. I just want to say personally, Mitchell, I really appreciate that testimony. <clears throat> it meant a lot to me, and uh, may God bless you now i want my musicians to hold on here because we want to have them come uh, to sing again and Mitchell, i think you're gonna uh, lead us here and sing uh, a little bit later so let me go through this quickly here uh, but i want your attention here because this is uh, uh to me uh, just uh, been a supernatural day and uh, I will say that without a doubt, and I've never said this to the church before, but I will say without a doubt, I believe that in the last uh, few hours, we've experienced a true miracle of God, and I'll explain that. First of all, uh, I wanted to say that uh, there are some prayer requests that uh, I didn't give to Jaren, and some of them just came in. One of them is for uh, Sister Erica Reagan, and Brother Donnie sent out a note this morning to ministers. Um, she, that's his daughter. She has uh, double l- lung pneumonia. Uh, she has pancreatitis and colitis, and uh, some of her blood levels have been elevated to a serious place. Brother Donnie asked us if if uh, we would all remember her in prayer. Uh, Brother Burley called me this morning, and uh, <clears throat> he uh, he's going through a very difficult uh, phase. Uh, he's, a, uh, he's been wrestling with diabetes over the last... A little while it's affected his eyes adversely um, and uh, he was not taking the medication that they had prescribed for him and uh, making a long story short and uh, it's it's caught up with him and uh, this morning he called me early and we talked a lot about and he gave me the details of things and his vision has uh, been compromised and uh, I, I I told him That we would sure pray for him today and uh, i said that's a very difficult thing for someone like brother burley then i told him the testimony i'm about to tell you and he was greatly encouraged by that so uh, if you don't mind remembering him in prayer Um, also as well we are honored to have the uh, woodlocks here with us this morning they were on their way to church uh today and in christiansburg hit a deer and this is what's left of their vehicle And uh, Sister Becky happened to be leaving town the same time I was here last night, and um, she picked them up, and they're here today to give the devil a black eye. And uh, we're thankful that they came through that unscathed, and we're uh, almost unscathed, and we're thankful to have them here uh, today. We want to remember the drums today, Brother uh, Joe and Sister Frida. They're at home today, they're listening. Brother Joe's brother passed away. And they had a funeral this week, and I did, I did not know that uh, fully. And uh, I apologize for not being in touch with Brother Joe, but um, he, they also had Sister Frida had a reaction to medication, and so she's not feeling well uh, this week. So we'd ask you to remember uh, them in prayer. Sister Liddy's uh, niece is here from France. Uh, they're outside. She's interpreting uh, for Sister Esther uh, who's here from France visiting, and so we welcome her. We also have Kenneth and Terry uh, Amick, who is Sister Emily's parents, right, from Indiana, right? God bless you. Good to have you here this morning. And always good to see the Vaughan family. God bless you. Good to have you here uh, today. And we have some other families who are visiting, and we certainly want to welcome you uh, this morning. Now, uh, let me give you a very quick little uh, testimony here. Uh, and this uh,
2: but Jeremy you can go ahead. This is from Zaporozhye in Ukraine. And they sent me this text well, this morning. сёстры и мы всех благодарим, молимся за вас, Бог вас благословит, воздаст вам на стократ нежели вы дали, потому что Бог всегда помнит, заботится через своих детей. передаем вам всем огромный привет и благодарность They're smack in the
6: middle of lots of trouble uh, in Запорожье, and so. Uh, they, I know this brother, and uh, they are uh, very sincere and appreciative of what's been done. Over the last uh, 24 hours, we all woke to the news on Saturday morning that uh, Israel was under attack uh, in an extraordinary uh, display of firepower by the Hamas organization, and Israel has retaliated And uh, its ongoing, its uh, full-on uh, struggle in the land of Israel. Israel. The Israelis live in a tough neighborhood. They know it. Uh, They're not um, strangers to conflict and uh, mortal conflict. And uh, so this is uh, obviously a very destabilizing event and a very uh, upsetting event for the people of Israel. And uh, it's going to be really interesting to watch. If you don't mind keeping in prayer the fact that we're supposed to bring 30 people to Israel, sorry, 50 people to Israel in about 30 days. Uh, that's uh, that's something that I'm watching very closely, and I have a huge investment uh, in that, and the investment is my wife, uh, my son and daughter-in-law, and my grandson, William, and uh, my other daughter-in-law, Rebecca, and uh, I have another do- two daughters-in-law, but uh, they're going to be coming to Israel, so I have a, a huge personal stake in this as well, but uh, for the people over there, we certainly want to remember them. There is a pastor... Uh, who uh, pastors a message group in Israel. I met with him the last time I was there in 2019. Uh, I'll just say his name is Brother Colin. Last night he sent a letter, and uh, he described what uh, what conditions were like on the ground for him. Now, this is the first 24 hours, okay? So he said that he lives near the airport, uh, one of the air air bases for the Israeli Air Force, and he said that uh, it was a nonstop Movement of aircraft going up and down, and he said there were constantly, all the bombers and all the different uh, ordinances that were being uh, loaded there, and he said it was just constant. They had a long lineup of tanks on this particular road that leads to Gaza, and uh, he said this was kind of an unprecedented thing uh, for the nation, and he said things are very tense in the country right now. He had a meeting with all of his uh, believers in the assembly by Zoom. He said, that's all we can do now because we're locked down. But he said, at the moment, all the believers are fine. And he said, we would certainly uh, covet your prayers. The Bible tells us to do that in Psalm 122, verse 6. It said, pray for the peace of Jerusalem, and they shall prosper that love thee. And peace be within thy walls, and prosperity within thy palaces, and so forth. So it is good for us to pray for the peace of, of Jerusalem. And uh, it is um, very, very interesting uh, whenever anything happens in Israel because they are a time clock for us. And uh, this is not just one little group that's attacking Israel. This is a group that's sponsored by a very large group that are very anti-Israel. And this has been going on without the knowledge of the Israelis, so it is quite an important event, and there's going to be lots more to report on this particular issue. Now, uh, the last thing I wanted to share with you is a testimony of Sister Ruby. Now, most of you don't know, but last night we floated a little prayer request out there uh, on the uh, WhatsApp where uh, we asked for prayer for one of our families at HBT because there had been an incident. And if you didn't mind remembering in the prayer, we, we wanted to make sure we were not um, saying something that we shouldn't say. Uh, at the moment here. But last uh yesterday afternoon and brother uh the the Stevens were at my house last night. We were just sitting there having coffee and uh I got a phone call from Brother Samuel and Samuel said that he was in a panic, obviously he said there had been an accident. And he said Ruby was struck by a car and he said uh we're waiting on the ambulance and he said I can hear them in the distance and he said if you don't mind uh just just pray he says uh, we, we need you to do that at the moment. That's all he said. And I said, uh, get ready for the ambulance, whatever's happened. And I said, uh, stay in touch with me. And so <coughs> Ruby um, happened to be playing behind their family vehicle, and she was riding with chalk on the driveway, and they were having games, and they were running and so forth around, and she got behind the vehicle, and they didn't see her. And without going into the details, um, they uh, she was struck and more than struck and uh, <clears throat> when they realized what had happened they uh, communicated with dms the their protocol uh, they, they were asking certain questions about the injury and so forth and they immediately called for a helicopter they threw her in the ambulance they mobilized her through in the, in the in the ambulance she had her right arm was all uh, injured it was apparent and she was not moving on her left side and they took her in the ambulance immediately to the airport in Hickory. They put her on a helicopter and life-flighted her uh, all the way to Charlotte in the Levine Children's Center uh, down there. When they got off the helicopter, um, I, was, I, I took off immediately after I brought the steamens back, and I took off and went to Charlotte. And on my way down, I felt led to call Aaron uh, because he's about 20 minutes from the Levine Center, and he came and met me at the... Um, at the uh, hospital, and so uh, in the trauma unit there, you're only allowed to have two people there, and Brother Samuel was in with uh, Ruby, and this is the state she was in, and I asked her, I said, uh, do you mind if I take your picture, and I said, and she said, it's okay, and I said, but you have to smile before we take your picture, and uh, because she was was in a neck brace, she was in all braces, and couldn't move. And I said, but you can smile. And so she did, and I took her picture, and I said, Sister Becky would like to see your picture tonight. So I, I took that picture for her. And so they uh, took her. Uh, I, I laid hands on her and prayed for her, and I had my prayer cloth. And, and then brother, I went out. Brother Aaron came in. He laid hands on her and prayed for her as well. And then he came out, and then they took her down for scans and for assessments and x-rays. And they did uh, 14 x-rays on her. I have a copy of the doctor's report. I have it right here. That Samuel uh, they gave Samuel when he left uh, this morning. They have proof by virtue of the scans that they did that the car went over her, and uh, naturally, there's internal injuries and things that happen when something like that happens. It's 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 unbelievable. It's unimaginable to think how to think how something like this. Could happen, number one. They took 14 x rays. They're all listed right here. Three doctors went over the x rays and examined her. This morning at 6 a.m., they released her because she had no injuries. She had no injuries. You figure that out. The doctor said we really don't know. She's still favoring her left side. She's still, you know, her her uh, left arm is still uh, immobilized. But they said we have taken all of these scans. They're listed here. I was showing them to Brother Jonathan, and he said they would never have let her go or not proceeded with other testing had they felt like there was something internal going on or some sort of trauma that had taken place inside or whatever else. But they said, uh, they observed her, they looked at her, uh, did the x-rays, and uh, they did them over again. It says on the report they did them over again and over again and let her go home. I mean, I I just, that to me, that's supernatural. They have evidence that the vehicle went across her. And and Samuel packed up his family at six and put them in the car and and was on his way home. And they were so tired and so traumatized and so weak after, you know, all of this had taken place. He missed a turn coming off Interstate 85, coming up 321. And I don't know how he did this. I don't know what, I can't figure out the mechanics of it, but... um, 6:30 in the morning, our power went off in our house here in Hickory, and I was hearing these beeps, and I I couldn't. uh, I woke up and it was 6:25 and I looked at my phone, and then I realized Samuel hasn't texted me. He hasn't, because I got I got in bed probably 1:30 in the morning, and then uh, I hadn't heard from Samuel, so I I texted him back and I said, Samuel, what's the update? Tell let me know what's happening, and he said, Oh, we're good. We're on our way home, but we were just in a car accident, and he said we're pulled off 321. Uh, on, on the way going north, and he said, but we're off on the side of the road, and we're okay. <laughs> I called him up on the phone, and I said, Samuel, tell me what happened. He said, well, I missed the turnoff, did a loop, a U-turn, and when I came around, he said, I was pulling back out on 321. I hooked the bumper of a van, van that was going next to me, and he ripped the back end of that van off the vehicle, and the parts were all over the interstate, uh, the 321, so he had to pull all that off. And they were on the side of the road in the gas station there. And I said, Samuel, don't do another thing. Just sit tight. I'm coming to get you. And uh, I said, we want to get Ruby home. Super Ruby, I call her now. And so I, I jumped in the, my van, and I went down and uh, picked them all up. The police were there. They were doing the reports and so forth. And so I said, you stay with your vehicle. And uh, get that squared away with the police and so forth. And I said, I'll take care of your family. So we put them all in the, in the van and drove them home, got them back in the house and safe and sound. And uh, so I called him just a few minutes ago, and I, I was just checking on him again. And, and he said, well, we were thinking of coming to church. <laughs> and uh, I said, Samuel, just sit tight. Look after your family stream the service. We love you, but we want you to be well today. So no one has slept, and it, Ruby hadn't slept since yesterday, and she was so uncomfortable with the neck brace on. She was even trying to bargain with the doctor. She said, what do I have to do in order to get this neck brace off? She says, is, she asked the doctor, she said, is it legal for me to have to keep this on? That's what she asked the doctor. She's seven years old, and they they eventually took it off, of course, but she couldn't sleep, so she was very tired. And I said, just just stay home and and just gather your family and just give God thanks for <clears throat> what He's done in your family. And I said, you're all home safe and sound, and that's a, a great blessing. I, I I'll tell you when I when I told that testimony to Brother Burley this morning, and he was telling me about my eyes, and I said, Burley, I just came from the hospital. Let me tell you what happened. And he just rejoiced. He just said, that's so encouraging. He said, that's our God. That's the God we serve. And I I said, you just be encouraged. I said, just cast your cares upon him because he cares for you. And he's watching over you even when you're not thinking, even when you're not expecting it. I said, he's right there. And I said, for sure, for absolutely sure. I said, and I told Ruby this. I said, there was an angel by your side today. And that angel was watching you all the way to this place right here. And I said we should be very, very mindful of that. And so this morning I went into her Sunday school class, and uh, I sat down, Sister Lydia's cl- or Sister uh, Clayville's class, and I went in, sat down, showed them this picture of Ruby, and I said, uh, uh, None of you know, but this is what happened to Ruby last night. And I was explaining the story to him and and uh, they were, uh, you know, they were um, naturally concerned and going to make some cards and things and send them to her. If you don't mind, remember the Pew family. They've been going through a, a terrible time. And you talk about headwinds. Uh, that's, what, that's what that sermon's all about, is, is what they've been going through. But, you know, they, Brother Samuel told me, he said, through all of these struggles that they've been through and all of this, he said, he said, I can tell you that our family loves God more today than we ever have in our lives. And it's just extraordinary how the devil will try to punch and kick and do whatever he can to try to discourage God's people, but our God is greater than all of that. Mitchell, come on. Let's. I, I think we should sing, Waymaker. Let's stand to our feet. I. I. I really, I really, honestly do feel like that's nothing short of a supernatural act of God. And I, if you don't mind, just continue to remember her in prayer and remember the parents in prayer because that's a kind of a memory that uh, you know will linger and. Um, If you don't mind remembering them in prayer, uh, we would sure appreciate that. Let's sing this morning. Let's just worship as Brother Danny comes this morning. We're so honored to have him with us today, and uh, we just want you to enter in. God's going to do something great today. I believe that.
5: You are here, moving in.
6: How we thank you, Lord Jesus, for this testimony of Sister Ruby, Lord, and just sparing her, Lord, from the trauma of that kind of an accident, Lord. And I I just thank you, Lord Jesus, from the depths of my heart and ask you, O God, to bind up her discomfort, Lord, today. I pray you draw near to her. And, Lord, give that family just a great and glowing testimony of your mercies to them, Lord. Strengthen them, I pray. And, Father, we just commit them into your hands now. Lord, it's so comforting to know that from the littlest among us, Lord, even to Brother Fulcher this week, Lord, when he had a fall, and Lord, you're, you're there to, to bind up our wounds, Lord, and to help us get back on our feet again, Father. You care about all of us, and you, you care about what we go through, and Lord, just allowing the Whitlocks to come through that accident today and being here with us, Lord, we just are so grateful and so mindful, Lord, that you're, you're a God who watches over your bride bless your people, Lord, Israel. And I ask, oh God, that you'd be merciful to them and just watch over those chosen elected people, Lord, that are gathered in that country. Father, we live in a world that's falling apart and we live in a world that's full of strife and anger. But Lord Jesus, we know that greater is he that's in us than he that's in this world. Now, Lord, we commit this day into your hands and pray that you would just take Brother Danny, Lord, and use him. And Father, speak to our hearts, we pray. We ask it all in Jesus' name and for your glory. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Let's sing that chorus just another time here, and we'll invite Brother Danny to come. Needs no introduction. Glad to have him here today. Let's sing it one more time.
5: For you are a waymaker, miracle worker. Promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God.
7: Morning, amen. certainly a privilege to be here, and want to thank Brother Barry for the uh, invitation to come, and and uh, we appreciate him and his ministry. And Amen. And he was at our church. Kind of lose track of time because of, of COVID and all, but uh, it, was it, it was before now. That's amazing, and um, <laughs> and his his ministry really really blessed the church, and and uh, you know uh, as. We travel around. We always see familiar faces, and and here we got family, Jaron and Chanel, and then Leah and Jonathan, male over there. It's good to see them, and and brother Vaughn and his family. We've traveled around some. We keep running into him. It's a, either a small household of faith, or it's just a, a great message that we have. I think it's both. Amen. And we just appreciate the Lord and and the opportunity to come and and to bring you greetings. Amen. We thank the Lord for all he'd done for this church. Yes. Amen. Amen. For what he did last night. and It's the same God here this morning. I believe he's interested in our lives and interested in where we're at. Amen. He wants complete control. And we want to give it to him. Amen. We want to let him have it. Amen. So God bless you. If we can just bow our heads for a word of prayer. Gracious Heavenly Father, we love you. And we thank you once again that we can... Come today, Lord, and, and join our efforts together with this body, Lord, and tell you how much we love you, and thank you, Father, for your many wonderful uh, blessings you have poured out upon us. As David said, surely goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives, and Lord, you, you are the faithful God, and we pray, Lord, that this morning what we do would magnify your name and honor you, Lord, may your spirit have Free course amongst the people, Lord, you knowing their needs. Father, we're just men, but Lord, you're the mighty God. And we would commit ourselves to you, Lord. And whether it's sickness, deliverance, questions, whatever it is, Lord, may you just move upon that heart supernaturally, we pray. Give me strength, I ask. Anoint my lips, anoint the ears of the hearer. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you. I just want to read one scripture very familiar uh, out of Philippians Four thirteen, We could actually quote it by heart. And and, uh, I want to read that. And then I want to read a portion of Scripture out of Judges, the 8th chapter. Amen. We know, as Brother Branham said, that uh, the Word is already inspired. It's already inspired. It doesn't need to be inspired. God wrote it. It's already inspired. But what we need is that inspiration of that Word to come over us. Those two inspirations come together. Amen. Then, as the prophet said, you see things happen and take place because those two come together. Amen. Well, I know the word's inspired, so I'd say, Lord, inspire me. Amen. 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 Very familiar scripture. One verse. I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. Can you read that with me? I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. Amen. I want to... Read the Amplified of that. It says, I have strength for all things in Christ who empowers me. I am ready for anything and equal to anything through him who infuses inner strength into me. I am self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. Amen. I love that. Amen. That's a revelation, isn't it? Amen, Judges the eighth chapter and the 18th verse. This may seem like these two have nothing in relation, but they're a few thousand years apart, but uh, with the help of the Lord, I think it will be easy to see. <clears throat> Amen. how manys heard of Gideon before? Good. <laughs> we just have to check. You know, we live in days of digital now, and people don't read the Bible as much as they used to, so we have to check. And remember, I didn't ask you who your favorite football team was, or I asked who Gideon is, because that's who we're preaching on. So I'm just going to reference his name here. Then said Gideon unto Zebah and Zalmunna, these are the kings of the Midianites, what manner of men were they whom you slew at Tabor? And they answered, as thou art. So were they, each one resembled the children of a king. And he said, they were my brethren, even the sons of my mother, as the Lord liveth, you had saved them alive, I would not slay you. And he said unto Jethro, his firstborn, Up and slay them. But the youth drew not his sword, for he feared, because he was yet a youth. Then Ziba and Zalmunna said, Rise thou and fall upon us, for as the man is, so is his strength. And Gideon arose and slew Ziba and Zalmunna and took away the ornaments that were on the camel's necks. Then the men of Israel said unto Gideon, Rule thou over us, both thou and thy son and thy son's son also, for you have delivered us from the hand of Midian. And Gideon said unto them, I will not rule over you, neither shall my son rule over you, but the Lord shall rule over you. You can be seated. I just want to take a title from that statement that those kings made to Gideon, As the man is, so is his strength. As the man is, so is his strength. We're familiar, no doubt, with uh, the book of Judges. But if you're counting, the book of Judges is the seventh book in the Bible. Genesis on down to Judges is a seventh book. Judges is about champions. There's someone who would stand up against the challenge of their day and of that time. There's someone whom God used As the scripture said, Paul wrote, he said, out of weakness they were made strong. Something that wasn't humanly possible because uh, in their own weakness they could never do it, but what was impossible became possible because of the strength that God gave them. We see a, a common theme in Judges, and that is there is a cycle of revival and death. Brother Branham spoke about it in the church age book. He said that, uh, in the first generation, God ha- has the revival fires burning. Then it gets fainter in the next generation because God doesn't have grandchildren. Yep. Amen. And then by the third generation, it's completely gone. And he said and in the fourth generation, he lights the fire again. Well, the book of Judges is like this. You have a, a revival fire burning and God is using it. Amen. But then this man will die, and, and then they'll go back into apostasy just right away. Now, um, so there's the cycle of revival and death. Uh, the book of Judges is of individuals that overcome. But the church body, if you've read Judges, you see the church body ends in ruin and decay and perversion. The overcomers are individuals. The last major judge was Samson. We're all familiar with him. He became a clown before the people, somebody who was mocked and somebody who was laughed at. But the end of his life was one of repentance, and he overcame the woman and the Philistines, and in his repentance, his victories were greater than what he had done in all his life. Every judge or every champion was the Holy Spirit speaking. Just for instance, and I'm just giving a little background before we get to the message, but just for instance, the very first judge was Othniel. We heard of him. He's the Lion of God. Amen. The last judge is Samson. His name is like the sun, and he's from the tribe of Dan, who is of the eagle. So you have the Lion of the tribe of Judah at the beginning, and you have the eagle at the end. The first judge, the Lion, he took the city of the book, and he's given a wife. Amen. The last judge is Samson and it deals in his repentance and his zeal to repent and how in that repentance God, amen, slew a great, uh, had a great victory. I believe Samson shows as being the last judge of the, of the book of Judges that God is at God of second chances. Amen. You know the devil likes to come and say, well you messed up, there's no more chance for you. But the Bible says something different this morning. God is a God of second chances. He's a God of more than second chances. He's a God that comes upon our repentance and upon our, our zeal to, to know Him. Praise the name of the Lord. We see, amen, that also the, last, the, the anointing of this last age is to see. Right? Because it was a condition of blindness. That was Samson's condition. His eyes were put out and he couldn't see. Amen. And, and so that is specific with the last judge is that it deals specifically with his end. And when he couldn't see no more, then the anointing came upon him to give him supernatural sight to see that God is still God. And that was when God come in. And so we see that these are, are the parallels in the book of Judges. Also hidden in the book of Judges is the story of Ruth. And how God would get a Gentile bride by being the kinsman redeemer. I, I, I believe this book is a perfect book. Amen. Brother Bam said the Bible is a, a book of history. It's a, a book of prophecy. It's a love story. Yeah. Amen. But amen. So he said, "In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word of God it was God." So the Word is God on print, amen. right? God on print, and that ought to settle it. Jehovah printed on a book. Now, we know the book itself won't save you, but this book is inspired. Amen, and, and is, it's not a fiction tale. If you read it like a newspaper or a story, it won't have any power over you, but if if you realize God is writing things not just of a history, but of a prophecy. Amen, because if there was a Samson there, there's a Samson here. Amen. If there was a Gideon there, there's a Gideon here because God is here. That's right. And so he said every phrase we can hang our soul upon this Bible. You know, when the prophet came, he did not come to point us to some other word or to his own message. He pointed us back to the perfect interpretation of the word so the bride of Christ could stand without condemnation or or anything against her. Amen. Amen. You know, when, when, when God works on the, on the earth, on the way of His promises, and you're familiar with this because I believe this morning I'm speaking to humans. Yeah. I haven't seen anything else here. You might as well just react back to me because I'm going to react to you anyway. Amen. When He works on the earth in the way of His promises, He always gives enough of the human element there, and He, is, and he, he reveals Himself through a human element enough to make us doubt. Is this really God? Is this Him speaking to me? Because you know, the human element holds such a power over us, as the the brother was testifying of the battles of the mind. That's the human element. That's the part that the enemy, amen, will 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 put his weapons of his warfare in. As As the prophet said in Kisman Redeemer, he says, God says you will believe. Well, you know, we could close down the service right now and leave on that. God says we'll believe. He said, but Satan says you won't believe. So there's these two warring powers. He said, but whatever way you say it is, is the way it's gonna be. Amen. Amen. So that's what the preaching of the word is for this morning is to cause you to fall in line with what's inspired. If you haven't realized it this morning, Satan's a liar. I mean, how many's ever been threatened by Satan? How many times he told me I'm going to die. Every pain I feel as I get older. Jonathan, it's a cancer. You know, here, point to your genealogy. You know, my grandfather died of heart problems. My other grandfather died of bone cancer. So any twinge is cancer. Any hurt in the chest, it's a heart attack. You know, and everything he tells me, he gives me all kinds of things and scenarios. You're going to leave the message. You're going to fall. You're going to fail. You know what? If he could keep his word, he would have done it without telling me. The reason he's telling me is because he can't carry it out. He's not the one in control. God is the one in control. His last weapon is my body. He's going to war against it. But there's a change coming that he can't stop. And it's already started in the cycle of the word. By regeneration. Blessed be the name of the Lord. So we're a blessed people. Brother Branham said in the church age book... Uh, when he was speaking of the seven spirits of God and the seven stars, and I just want to use this to reference, uh, uh, the book of Judges. He says he is identifying himself with man by his spirit in man. God identifies himself with you by his spirit in you. That's why, that's why Satan does everything he can to tell you it's not the spirit of God. Right? Amen. He said, God said, these are mine. The seven spirit-filled messengers are the Lord's. They may be repudiated. They may be questioned. Indeed, to the human mind, they may not even seem to qualify. This is something our human mind tries to qualify. Tries to qualify. We've seen that recently with the prophet of God. Google tries to qualify. People try to qualify. They leave the message and try to qualify. You don't qualify it that way. In fact, man doesn't qualify it. God is the qualifier if God says it no man can take away from it even if he tries it's what God did indeed to the human minds they may not even seem to qualify nevertheless they are messengers for their age there was a Jonah amen God used an Abraham he lied he used a Moses he rebelled a Jonah he disobeyed a Samson he sinned a David he murdered he committed adultery He also used a Joshua and Joseph. I also, 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 awesome. I can't talk. Is it North Carolina? Amen. Uh, It is. Okay. All right. Thank you. Now I know. Amen. Uh, I've often wondered, uh, Brother Barry, if I had all these men in my church at the same time. A liar, a murderer. You know, an Abraham. uh, Hey, come on. Will you guys testify? I want to thank God for His grace. I was lying the other day. Amen. David, get up. Hey, I was a murderer. Like, what? Come on, church. Can you imagine God would fill up a church? Amen. With people like that? But He filled up history? Why? Because their flaws show the grace and the mercy that God will still perform His word in spite of the human element. The human element cannot stop His grace and His election. Don't let the devil lie to you. If the devil had what he said he had, he would have stopped us a long time ago. But he cannot do it. Blessed be the name of the Lord. He said, he said these were those with severe blemishes far outnumber those with histories who are not. Amen. In fact, I heard it said one time, if, if you took out all the mistakes and all the, the, the failures of humans out of this Bible would be a very small pamphlet. Amen. Amen. But it was God, rich in mercy. Amen. And so they all were, and they all are His. They all were, and they all are His. None dare deny that. Amen. There's a. There's a. a have you ever heard of um, Have you ever heard of Kintsugi? Good. Amen. Um, uh, and it's not a. It's not a Japanese restaurant, but it is a Japanese bowl. Uh, It is a a thing they do with vessels that become broken. And instead of of taking those vessels and and throwing them away and, and, and just making new ones, they take that vessel and they use resin and gold and they join them back together. So everywhere it was broke is now joined by gold. And then they take and the value of that bull is far more valuable after it's broken than before. You know, when we try to do everything in our own strength and we're walking in ourselves and we're trying to, to say, well, I'm the one doing this, there's not much value in that. But when something happens to you, some kind of something that breaks your life up and it's just nothing but pieces, then God picks it up and He takes His spirit and He welds it back together and welds it back together again. When He's done, it's a bowl, amen, that has been joined by deity far more valuable now than it was when you were walking in your own strength. Oh, I love the Lord. Now, amen. Paul said in Ephesians 1, he said, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. Say, all spiritual blessings. blessings. He never said some, he never said a a few, he said, all of them. Blessed with all of them in heavenly places. According as He has chosen us in Him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before Him in love. Now, uh, the things I'm gonna say are very familiar to you, and that's a good thing. Amen. Brother Brandon preaching the message of Christ the mystery. He he talked about the 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 plan, the secret that God had in his mind before the foundation of the world. Before before creation and before all of that, he had in his mind something he was wanting to reveal. Something he was wanting to show. Brother Branham said, by God's grace this morning, we're going to bring it down and show, amen, what he had in his mind before the foundation of the world. Now listen, these are, I can make that statement, that's one thing. But when a prophet makes that statement, that's another thing. Yeah. This is a very important uh, statement that, that is now standing on the earth saying, what he had in his mind is going to be preached to you this morning. It could not be preached, Brother Jaron, unless God had delivered it. And now God has delivered it and put it in the mouth of his prophet, but it doesn't come through a prophet just to be preached. Amen. He said, Those that, Jesus said, Those that receive a prophet in the name of a prophet shall receive a prophet's reward. What does that mean? That means all that God releases through that prophet is yours by faith. So these are not just tapes we listen to or study, amen, so we can out-argue somebody else. These are his blessings that he has placed us in a heavenly place above the position of our enemy. This is what we use against our enemy. Oh my, we got to learn how to talk to him. We got to learn how to operate, amen, when it comes to fighting the enemy, Amen. I'm not here to discourage you. I'm here to encourage you this morning. Amen. That God wants you to operate in what he has given you. Amen. Blessed be the name of the Lord. So he said it's, it's what he had in his mind and, and he was going to, to bring it down. He said his purpose and hidden mystery is what he wants to speak to the church this morning. Something the angels didn't understand. They didn't understand what he was doing. Amen. Hidden Darkened, but now being released back. It was all to himself. He spoke about the seven thunders. He said this a the reason there was silence in heaven for space of a half hour. And seven thunders uttered their voices, and John was even forbidden to write at see the coming of the Lord. He said, one thing he hasn't revealed yet of how he will come or when he will come, it's a good thing that he doesn't. Isn't this something? When God doesn't reveal something, man tries to figure it out anyhow. Not realizing the plan of God is not for you to figure it out, but in the waiting for God to reveal is where the character of his word comes and prepares you to be exactly like he said you would be in his word. Yeah. Wow. Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. Amen. So he says, he's, but he said it's a good thing that he doesn't, that he doesn't show it. He said, but he has showed or revealed it in every type. That's in the Bible. Therefore, the entire Bible is the revelation of God's mystery. Now we know he's not talking about intellectualism. He's talking about revelation which brings manifestation. Praise the name of the Lord. That's what he's interested in you this morning is, is to bring it down into a manifestation of a walk in your life that manifests exactly what the word says. You can get up every morning and say, I can do it today. No matter what you're facing, this is your language. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Amen. Now, forgive me for yelling a little bit. It's just the Mennonite in me. Right. Amen. Or the Canadian. I don't know which one. They're both about the same, right? Good. Right? Amen. Oh, you know, I'll just tell you a funny story, Brother Barry. I, you know, my wife made me do that uh, ancestry thing. Yeah. Did you ever do that? Where did you find out you were from? <laughs> oh, I figured he's from Australia. Um, <laughs> anyway, Jonathan, you know, you know, I come out of Mennonite background, so we're gonna be, you know, German. So that was always my excuse for being stiff. My Germanic background. You German brother? Just checking. Amen, and you know stiff, and you know can't show anything, and then then that came out, and and Jared said, "I am fifty percent Scottish." I went, I, went I, I, I mean, I went from being a German to wearing skirts. Well, How much better can can it get? You so so you know, but all my life I could live under that impression that I'm this person. I hope you get something out of that. You see, because when you realize that you don't have to live under a certain tree anymore, it changes the way you look at yourself. Brother Bram said one day I looked up and I realized I'm not the son of Charles and Ella Branham. That means the the history of alcoholism and the history of failure, amen, is on earth, but my history is from heaven. All right, so I hope I... I Hope I hope none of you leave here with a picture of me in a skirt. <laughs> we want to change that. Well, <laughs> well, I've lost the service. <clears throat> so Brother Banham said there's the entire Bible as an expression of one goal God has. One goal. One purpose He wants to achieve. All the acts of the believers have been in type showing what that is. Now, if you take one individual act of of a champion and and you look at that and say, well, that was a great victory, wonder. But but God is showing something that, that he wants us to use because he's not showing us how great Gideon is. He's not showing us how great Jonah is. and He's not showing us how great these men are. He's showing us how great he is in these men. You see, you can't add one thing to this message and make it work. Not one. It's not, it's not Jesus plus your works. I'm quoting the prophet. You cannot do it. It's not Jesus plus what I think about this. You know, I've met people. Brother Barry says, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put out videos of, 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 of what the prophet says. And then I'm going to use that as a trampoline to go on because the Lord has brought us farther than that. And, you know, of course, you know, with them being the, the, the ultimate then, you know, because they're adding their revelation. No, that's not the way it works. This is not the time we're in. The time we're in is proving time for you whether this word that is in you, amen, you are not going to compromise with it and you're going to stay with it. And he is proving that this bride is not like Eve that fell under one word. Hallelujah. So this is the proving time. Amen. So... Every act has been of the believers have been in type in expressing what God's great goal is. And now in this last day, he has revealed it and showed it. What, what did Brother Branham go on to teach in Christ in the Mystery? He said that there was a threefold purpose that God had. And that was he wanted to reveal himself in Christ not just God above us, that God walk with us and reveal himself in Christ. That's what all the Old Testament is showing. He's revealing himself. He wanted to reveal himself. That's what Jesus came and said to those on the road to Emmaus. He said, to believe all that the prophets have spoken. And beginning at Moses, he's talked about the things concerning himself. That means he began at Genesis and brought it all the way up. Current showed they were speaking about me. And he showed himself in all those scriptures. So that, that, you know, Gideon could actually look back and say, well, that was God. That wasn't me. That was God that did that. You should be able to do the same thing. I, that was not me. That was God. Just like the testimony of, of little Ruby. That wasn't man. That's God. That's God in his body. So his threefold purpose is he wanted to reveal himself in Christ. So it's God condescending. And then he wants to live in people. And the only way he can live in people is not just as a Savior because as a Savior he's not living in people. But he must live in them as Lord. Ownership, complete ownership of my life and my will. Amen, we've heard the old statement that the only thing that we do for Christ is what will last. That's only what will be remembered in eternity. Amen, so it's a threefold purpose. Amen, reveal himself in Christ, live in the people, and then restore back to Eden. God is a restoring God. Amen. Then Brother Bantam would go on to say, uh, 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 that was a long message, so it was an hour or so or two hours into the sermon, he would go on to say, look, What was once God's great secret in his mind is now put in the hearts of the believer. So it went from just being in his mind to over the pulpit, it's in the believer. Because that's what a prophet does. He shows you what God has done. Right? Right? And he's showing what God has done. What was in his mind is now in the hearts of the believer. That is the body of Christ. What was God's great secret in his mind before the foundation of the world is now made manifest. Wow, what a wonderful statement. Now made manifest. Something so simple as living in the body. Glory. Amen. Amen. So the mind of God is in the hearts of the believer. That's not our power but rather, but rather it's his revelation it's not our mind but it's his mind we have the mind of Christ now I read that scripture I'm getting to my message but you guys had a long pre-service alright no that's fine it just makes me happy amen uh, the purpose of God and as I read that scripture it says these kings these weren't believers but they made a statement that is true these were tormentors. Yeah. They made a statement that is true, and that is as a man is, so is his strength. Yeah. What you are is how strong you are. Yeah. And God is exposing that strength. He's exposing it because the purpose of God is always to strengthen his people. Yeah. Is that true? Yeah. Uh, just, just reference, just reference you real really quick, some scriptures. Some statements the prophets made in Ephesians 3.16 that, that God would grant you according to the riches of His glory to be strengthened with might by His Spirit in the inner man. This is where God wants to strengthen you. In Colossians 1.11, Strengthened with all might according to His glorious power unto all patience and longsuffering with joyfulness. Isn't something that strength is associated with patience and longsuffering? Not just absolute, amen. Answer every time you ask, amen. Amen. Again, Colossians 1.11, uh, uh, He said, "Strengthen with all might, according to his glorious power, unto all patience and long suffering with joyfulness." Another translation says, "We are praying too that you will be filled with his mighty, glorious strength, so that you can keep going no matter what happens." So that you can keep going no matter what happens. Always full of the joy of the Lord. This is God's purpose is to strengthen his people. Even, even, even Ahab when he was in, in his wars with the Syrians. He came back through a prophet and says go strengthen yourself. It's going to happen again. You're going to have war again. You better strengthen yourself. God tell him to strengthen himself. Amen when Elijah, Elijah was depressed, running from, from Jezebel, and he goes out and he, and he lays under a tree, depressed, an angel comes and feeds him with, the, with these cakes that he went in the strength of for 40 days. This was God's purpose is to strengthen us this morning. The word is our strength. He's not the author of confusion. He did not mean the word to be, man, a battlefield of debate. He meant it to be your strength. Hallelujah, amen, amen. Abraham was strengthened for the miracle of the body change. That's what's happening now. Paul wrote about Sarah. She received strength to conceive seed. Paul wrote, when I'm weak, I'm strong. How do weakness made strong? When Paul Peter met the man at the, Peter and John met the man at the gate, beautiful, and he hadn't walked in all his life, and, 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 and in the name of Jesus, stand up on your feet and walk. He took him by the hand and held him, and his, and his feet received strength, and he walked. See, this is what the word is for us. This is what it should be in your life this morning. It should be this kind of strength, strength that can keep going on no matter what. I mean, we're not referencing the problems because we all represent different ones, but we are, should be all, amen, agreeing on the strength that has brought us here this morning. Amen. Hallelujah. It's, that's the manifestation of his word is his strength. Amen. Luke 22, 42 and 43, Jesus is praying, Father, if thou be willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. And there appeared an angel unto him from heaven, strengthening him. Amen, right at the the very moment of why he is there on earth. Amen, as the prophet said, amen, that he is given to the cross. Amen, the cross was predestinated for him. Amen, and you were associated in that. God had to strengthen him. Amen. Amen. Nevertheless, not my will. That takes strength. Not my will. You know, a lot of times we try to join our will with God's will to make it God's will. God, I'm searching for your will, but this is what I want. And then we look for God to move on once. And then we call it God, not realizing Satan knows how to open doors too. Because his will is his word. His will is his word. His will for you and for your family is his word. And it's not comfortable to the flesh. It'll make you step out into places where only the impossible things can happen. Amen. But that's my God. Amen. Hallelujah. That's God's principle, is to strengthen us. Brother Branham said in Jehovah Jireh 1961, he said, if I could ever get the Pentecostals to recognize their sons and daughters of God and heirs of Abraham, then no devil or thing can hold his people. God promised it. If he ain't God, get away from it. If he is God, stay with it. Amen. Over in Genesis 17, he strengthened Abraham for the miracle. That's what he's doing now. Strengthening the church for the miracle. If you want to know what God is doing, he is strengthening the church. Strengthening the body. It's his strength. Amen. He appeared to Abraham in Genesis 17 in the name of El Shaddai, and it means... There, almighty God. Well, I, I love that statement about Abraham when he's sitting in his tent and he's, he's asking God, where's my heir? I don't have anybody. There's nobody coming and God told him, he says, get up and go outside. You know, sometimes you've got to move out of your condition to look up to be able to see what God is talking about. You can't just sit there and hang your head. When God says, now get out and look at the stars and count them for me, I'm going to give you something to do and that is count my blessings. Praise the name of the Lord. It's Almighty God. You know God has had to do that to me sometimes. If I just sit in my condition, sit there. And you, and you know, if you sit in your room and try to overcome in your mind, it's not gonna work. Amen. Gotta get up and shake yourself. Yeah. God's strength is not in hanging your hands down and your head. It's insane what he said. Yeah. Amen. Now again... Amen. So, so Abraham just nursed off of that, that Almighty God. Again, in 1958, be stable, know where you're standing. Now you can be, you can be honestly sincere with that being stable. He said, and you can be a stable Methodist. You can be a stable Baptist, Presbyterian, Catholic, or whatever. You can be stable, but don't be stable in your church doctrine. Be stable in the Bible doctrine. Then examine your doctrine by the Bible. Examine what you believe by the Bible. I trust this is all right Amen. to say this is, is, is how, when the Lord called me to minister, and, and it seems like it was just yesterday, but now it's been 37 years ago, we get old quick. Amen. Especially when we become grandfathers. Not my wife. You said I said grandfathers. Didn't say grandmothers. They don't become old. Amen. And, and, um, but I got old, and I remember when the Lord called me he he spoke to me, spoke in my heart as well, while, while I was in prayer, and you know the Lord will speak to you when you're in prayer if you're letting him, and he spoke to me and he and he, and he called me He said you you will preach the word and i and I and I spoke back, you know, I just said, no <laughs> you know because that's what we do. there's enough of the human element there to like, oh God, that wasn't you, I no know wasn't you and, and he just spoke again to me, and all he did was give me a verse, Acts 5:19, and I believe it's Acts 5:19 and 20. That was it. I didn't know what it was by heart, and, and so I, I just went and turned it over, and, and I looked at what it said, and he said, and "The angel of the Lord came to them by night and told them to go into the temple and preach all the words of this life, or speak all the words of this life." And that was how he called me, But that's the thing. God'll talk to you. He'll give you experiences. Amen. But, amen, when they come from God, amen, you can take them back to his word. Right? You can, so be stable, not in just, well, I did this or I did that, but be stable in Bible doctrine because if God has done anything in your life, you're going to be able to go back and find it in his word because he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Brother Bam said that is the keynote of Revelation is that he is the same. He doesn't change. Praise the Lord. I'm glad he doesn't. Amen. All right. Amen. It's 1241. Amen. <clears throat> You're making me feel too good. So when I start feeling like I'm home, I just start acting funny. Yeah. Amen. So, right. amen. But I'm on a timer. <clears throat> what I read to you there, as a man is, so is his strength. We're familiar with the story of Gideon, right? Yeah. Amen. It, it is, uh, it is uh, this event that I've read is, is, is closing out the struggle between Israel and Midian. and, and as Zeba and Zalmuna are the kings, they're the kings of, of Midian. Prev- previously, in the chapter before, the end of the seventh chapter, the, the two generals, the princes, Oreb and Zeb, are, 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 are killed, and, and now, now these kings are destroyed, thus destroying the rulership. Of this nation that has tormented them for seven years. The princes and kings of the enemy have always had a special place in the struggle for God's people and God's land. Always had. And, and in particular it, it is a picture of, of demonic powers that aim to lead God's people into destruction. If, you, if you're familiar with the story of Gideon and with God's help, or go further in it this, this afternoon, but amen, you're familiar. This was not just a battle. This was a siege of years, right? So, so God, Satan will do that as he will try to draw things out in order to discourage you and destroy any trust and any hope in the Lord. Because his ultimate purpose is to get the victory over God's election. If he can get the victory over one of God's election, he has something to talk about. But you realize he's never had the victory yet. He's might have discouraged. He's might have knocked him down. He's might have brought him through death. But he's not won. He hasn't won. Maybe some battles, but not wars. And, and these two men, Oreb and Zeb, their name means raven and wolf. Both of these are associated with, with corruption and destruction. The raven and the wolf. And so they've been destroyed and now Zeba... And, and Zalmona, Zalmona, and you find both of their names have a correlation together. means there's no protection or no shade. So this is the kind of influences. Brother Branham talked about the, the maniac in Oregon, said that when he came and challenged him, and, and, uh, and then you know how the great victory was won, and, and the man fell over Brother Branham's feet, and, and he said when he fell, he said that spirit in him was the leader of a tribe of demons. He said when he fell, he said people got off their cots and got out of their wheelchairs. And he said it just went through the whole places. There was was a key figure holding in a confederacy. That's how he would like to bind a church or or bind a family. Make them agree under this, this evil. But when God begins to destroy the leaders, all right, when it begins to destroy the leaders, amen, it destroys the unity that'll hold the bondage. And God is all about breaking the bondage. Amen. Now the thing that has, that has come to me here is as, as I was reading this, and if you notice, you want to keep this in the spiritual aspect, for Gideon commands his son, draw the sword and slay the kings. You notice that Gideon has commanded him to carry out his own desire. You do this for he is expressing you're of my blood and the honor of of the blood avenger is upon me but I'm asking you to manifest it. But Jether, the Bible said, a man was afraid but all Gideon is asking Jether to do is to take part in a battle that is already won. Understand the battle's already won. The enemy has already been defeated, but I want you to strike the final blow, the final humiliation upon the enemy that has tormented us. Amen. Gideon wants him to be what he is a victor. Gideon has placed his son in position to strike the last blow. You do it. But the Bible said he was afraid because he was young. But you know that wasn't a good enough excuse? Because God was going to use young after young after young. He's going to use a David. Amen. He was going to use a Samuel. Amen. Amen. His ability was not the excuse, but he thought it was. He was afraid to take up the sword because he looked at his own weakness. You know, Jesus, or the scripture says that he's placed us as his sons over kings. He's done it. It's what Ephesians 1 is. We're seated in heavenly places in Christ. You in Christ, you're in a heavenly position which is over the enemy who's been cast out. Amen. We are above the enemy. No matter how you feel this morning, scriptural position places you above your sickness, above a backsliding. Uh, 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 there goes that speech again uh, the backsliding condition. The failure of your own flesh. Scripture places you. You say, well, Brother Daniel, what do I do? Well, Scripture's telling you. Now you pull your sword and show that you believe me. And show that you believe me. Praise the Lord. You're familiar with this quote in God of this evil age that he said that when the entire word of God is complete... Is headed up in a human body called Jesus Christ. In that body, God made me pay for my own sins. you got to believe that because the Word says it. He paid for me in that body. He sends His Spirit to confirm it. Amen. Amen. In there, God made me pay for my sins. In Him there. Then He raised me up with Him in the resurrection. Hallelujah. And now we are seated with him with power and authority over every devil. Okay, just say it with me. I'm not worried how you feel now. Every devil, devil. even that hidden one, he has placed you in a place in authority above the enemy. You say, well, Brother Danny, I've done wrong. Then confess it. Confessing is the releasing of it. Because the blood is there. I just got to tell you this this morning Is that when God chose you before the foundation of the world He already measured every failure into your life Your life was not placed here on earth Amen Without him expecting failure in it He knew the failure would be there He knew your shortcomings would be there He saw the falling He saw the backsliding Sliding conditions He saw Amen Out of the deep miry pit you might have been drawn up. But he measured it all And the blood still covers It's all measured in there. Now you've got to react back to that. Praise the Lord. You don't live under that. You don't live under the past. When you stand over these two kings and you look at them and now they're talking back to you. That was the mistake of Genesis uh, or Judges 8. Letting the enemy speak. You don't let him speak. Amen. But they opened their mouth. If you if you've read this, you you see these kings know they're going to die. They weren't afraid of dying, they know their end. Satan knows his end. The, 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 the enemy knows his end. They tried to flatter Gideon. When he asked him, who, 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 who did you kill? And He said, they, they look like a king, like you. You know, Satan, he tried to say, well, you know you're a king. He tries to speak to you in a way that make you get lifted up. And you see, that fell right over into the rest of the Israelites. Well, why don't you be king? That's exactly what God did not want him to be. He wanted him to be a champion because God is the king. And a champion shows that God is the king. That's what he's manifesting. Amen. That's what David said. As a boy running out to the giant. Amen. You come with your spears and you come with your sword. But I come in the name of the captain of the Lord of hosts. I'm coming in the name of the king. That's what makes you a champion. So he said, we are seated with him with power and authority over every devil. Oh, if you could only believe what God has given. Why don't, why don't we just say, God, I believe what you have given. I believe. Don't say, you know, if you find yourself praying. You know, Brother Branham said and God called men. He said so many times, he said, we can stop up the well of blessings with our cowardly prayers. God, I hope. God, please. I wish. God's not interested in wishes. And He's not interested in, in, in your hopes in that sense. He's saying, Speak my word back to me. Tell me what I said. Amen. Oh, praise the name of the Lord. Now we're seated with Him. Oh, if you could only believe what God has given. But if if you're not seated there, you don't have it. You have to get there. You have to be placed there to have it. And you're placed there by birth. True? It is by regeneration that we get this place. Amen. That's the only way you can come into the body of Christ. Amen. And if you're seated there and don't believe it and you're afraid to move, you'll never use it. This is a statement you kind of struggle over. How can you be seated there and be afraid to use it? If you're seated there, you're not going to be afraid to use it. Right? Well, we're in this realm. You know, this is the thing about being set, sitting in heavenly places while we're sitting in church. In, on Robinson Street or Avenue... We're in an earthly condition, but we're in heavenly places. We have an element that wars against where we're placed. But election says, if you are seated there, you will use it for you're ordained to do what you do. You say, well, well, Brother Danny, how how can I do it if I'm afraid? We see with Jethro, he was afraid. Um, God wants to express his victory through you. He does. And he makes sure that you're completely equipped to carry out his desire. Here's Jether. If he wasn't equipped, why was he standing there with a the sword? Was he playing church? Did he just come this morning to do his duty? Show up and sing a song and go out and people are deceived, thinks he's a Christian? <laughs> or is he sitting there ready to use a sword because he's got it? He's followed him all the way through the journey. He's all the way through, through the wars and now he's come up to this last moment and, and Gideon steps back and says, it's your turn. Wow. It's your turn and Jethro stands over him. And here's the shame of that moment is that he was afraid to use it and that's the last you ever hear of him because a, a bastard born son by the name of Abimelech rose up and killed off all the brothers but the youngest. Wow. And Jethro's the firstborn. So he dies because he doesn't take his position. Don't think you can hang around God's blessings and just kind of escape anything and just move right on in into what God is doing. It doesn't work this way. Amen. God has called you into this to manifest it, to manifest his word, to speak it. Well, that's the God I serve, Brother Chad. God, amen, knows the, 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 the most intimate, innermost thoughts of my heart and, and will react back to that when I speak to him about it. That's the God I serve. Amen. Yes, He's there. He's been there for me in my weakest moments. I didn't think I could put another foot in front of me. And God, amen, reacted back when I asked him. Amen. Out of weakness, right. I'm made strong. Amen. God gets the greatest glory out of it when you in your weakness can trust him. Not you in your strength, but you in your weakness can trust him. Amen. Amen. Ephesians 4, 8 said... And I'm just going to read the amplified version of it. It says, therefore it is said when he ascended on high, he led captivity captive. Jesus led a train of vanquished foes. And he bestowed gifts on men. Amen. In, in commentary on the scripture, Matthew Henry said, he conquered those who had conquered us. He conquered those who had conquered us. Such a sin, the death and, uh, and the devil. He conquered those who had conquered us. Amen. Jesus said, amen, he, he has made us, amen, kings and priests unto our God. Yes. We do have a coming reign, but he said right now we reign in a spiritual kingdom. Amen. And we reign over sin. Amen. The devil and the world and the flesh. What a reign we have. Yeah. But you cannot be afraid to use what God has given you because yeah. he told him, draw your sword so if there's been something specific to use then you got to use what he said to use right he never asked you to, to get up and testify when you feel good he asked you to do it when you didn't feel good that's when you use your sword he asked you to give a testimony amen to sing before the victory not after the victory. That's natural and that's easy. I think it's need for uh, for us to understand faith a little bit because, amen, Amen. Sister Stadscliff, you know, they'd heard about the little baby dying in Mexico and God healing that baby, bringing it back to life. And then their baby died and and they had enough faith in what God was doing through that prophet that they asked the doctors to to hold that baby under oxygen and they would see if Brother Branham could fly over to Germany and pray for this baby. And and Brother Branham sought the Lord and God told him, don't go. So he called him and said, you know, amen, they, uh, they, God told me not to go and said, and said uh, you know, perhaps he knows. Uh, he, he, God knows the future, so perhaps, you know, he, he, it's, it's better for the baby to go on than to stay. Sister Statscliff asked, Brother Branham said, Brother Branham, was it because of my lack of faith that, 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 that God didn't allow you to come and pray for my baby? Brother Branham says, no, you had great faith. Anybody can have faith when it's gone their way. But when it's all gone backwards and you still believe and you still stand, that's great faith. Amen. Brother Branham talked about that. And then he, he sent them, I don't know if you've ever heard it, but the, the, he sent them an audio letter uh, uh, to console them and, and kind of place what had happened. And he told them about his own experience. He said, he said you know, I was coming down the hill the other day and, and he said, and I, I was thinking to myself, I could not go through what I had went through before, losing my wife and my daughter. I couldn't go through that again. And he said, something spoke to me and said, but what about the thousands that have come to the Lord because of that testimony? testimony of, of your wife laying dead and your baby dying and God not answering your prayer, dropping a black sheet down in front of you and Satan moving up in your time of weakness say, after all you have done for God. See, Satan tries to tell you that you deserve. You deserve everything that God has. And he said, and Satan moved up and said, after all you have done, you've preached, you've prayed, God has healed him and now he won't even answer you. I mean, God didn't tell him no. He just dropped a sheet and refused to talk to him. He said, and everything Satan told me was the truth. And he said, and I opened up my mouth to say, if that's the way it's going to be, I'll no longer serve him. He said, but there was a tie post down on the inside that rose up in him and says, Who are you anyway, William Branham? Amen. Though God slay me, yet I'll trust him. Amen, as Job said, I came and naked I come into the world and naked I go out. But blessed be the name of the Lord. And God took the baby home. But when he refused to give up, you can do all things through Christ. See, that's not a cheap statement that we use to say I can go to Walmart. You know, I had a headache but I came to church. That's not what it's talking about. It's talking about when everything is going backwards, there's a tie post inside of you that will not give up, that will not renounce the message. We've had enough people walking away. Yeah. Yeah. They come to their place, but you come to yours. Amen. 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 He said all the thousands that come to Christ because of that testimony. You know the tremendous statement, Brother Barry, that he made to them was, I told the Lord, I'd go through it all again. I'd go through all that loss and pain and and, self-doubt and worry. I'd go through it all again for the glory of God. What a mighty God. He's here this morning to put that same kind of strength. In fact, he's longing to put it in there. And it comes by his word. You, this, is, this is the trick of the enemy is that when you come right to the moment that he tries to make you afraid. Well, it won't work, Brother Danny. Well, let me just tell you, it does work. It works. It works when you're at your weakest. It works. It holds when you can't hold. And his brother Paul wrote the song, Something Keeps Holding Me. Did he write that song? All right. Amen. Something Keeps Holding Me. It's him. He's the champion. He's the champion. But he so loved you, he wants to manifest it in his body. Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. Jethro was the firstborn of Gideon, but you're the church of the firstborn. Amen. Amen. The church of the blessing. I'll just say this this morning as we get ready to close. God doesn't ask you something. He don't ask you to do something that you cannot do. Now, I I physically, I can't can't produce this change that I'm living under, this promise of change, uh, 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 of the dissolving of this body. But he said I can do it. So how, how am I going to do what I cannot do? Yep. I'm going to do what I cannot do by the God-given thing he has given me. Amen. You see, he equipped me. My own ability will not do it. I'll just, I'll say this, amen. As a man is, so is his strength. For what God asks you to do is not tied to your ability. You know, we we look at our ability, how we can how we can how we can dissect the word and we can we can talk with one another and and give all the right correct phrases and timelines and seasons and and we walk away feeling pretty good about ourselves and God's like, No, that's not what I'm talking about. It's not talking the talk. It's walking the walk. Amen. And, and, and so, amen. It's, if it's tied to our ability, it not, will not work, but it's tied to his word. And just, just say it like this. If we try to live this in our own strength, you will find your own strength is tied to your ability, which God cannot use. Brother Bam said, Moses offered God his own ability. And God could not use one thing Moses had of his own ability. What did Moses have? He had the highest learning in science. He had the highest learning in medicine. He was on the throne ready to take it. Amen. He was, he was a general. He was up there. He, he, he was trained in all of these ways. And God said, okay, now come out here and go to my school. You go to my school. Let's get out in the desert. Let's talk about it. Amen. In fact, amen, we get up there in our own strength say, God, use me. God, use me. I'll be the one. I'll be the one. And God says, wait till you're 80. Then you're like, where's the home? Where's the nursing home? Where's the bed? Where's the... And then God says, now, now I can use you. That's the God I serve. Amen. Amen. Your ability will only get in the way of the will and power of God. But faith is tied to God. Amen. Amen. God bless you this morning. If I keep going, we're going to be real long. And I'll I'll just try to finish this this evening. But God wants you, amen, to take what he has given you and use it. And some of you may have to lay down what you've been trying to use. And let God's word go to work. You know, we, we, try, we try to do things. We see wrongs that need to be righted and things that need to be done. And, and, and we try to put our own understanding and our own ability, our own thoughts. You know, every, we live in the days of IMO, in my opinion. And we have the platforms to express it to the highest levels. You can catch the attentions of officials at the highest levels by saying the right words in your opinion. This is an hour where everybody can express it. They can say what they think about the preacher. And you know, you know, Barry, he's not a very good pastor. If, he would just, if I was the pastor of this church, I would do things different than what Barry is doing. And uh, you're actually Brother Barry, but I'm just, you know, I'm on a platform. And, and you know, it's just that we, get to, we second guess everything and don't realize things come by callings not by abilities. And if your ability, I had had a person say one time, just let me be a deacon for one day and I'll straighten everything out. And I'm like, hey, why don't you leave? Because that ain't going to work. If you find a deacon straighten everything out in one day, you know what they did? You know what they did. They blew the church up. And every problem is straightened out. Nobody's alive to tell about it. Hallelujah. Amen. It's not our ability it's not our opinion God's not wanting your opinion he wants you to say yes Lord that's true I walk in what you said about it everything in my body is saying I can't be healed but your word said by my stripes you are healed so now I'm going to make that my testimony that's my sword my sword has already been given to me but it takes strength to bring it to the heart of the enemy so God don't only give you the sword. He'll give you his strength to bring it to the heart. But you've got to have faith. Yeah. You've got to have faith to hold it there. Yeah. And it can be a long time. You know, there's a scripture that says about one of David's mighty men stood in a, 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 a field of lentils. And he swung and killed the enemy until his hand claved to the sword. Yeah. Right, it was, it was, he, had, he had so much uh, uh, muscle spasms and everything, he just couldn't let go. May that be the mighty men in here this evening, this morning. You just can't let go. You just keep moving it. It might have to be your family, whatever it is, but it's the Word. And God will honor His Word. His Spirit comes behind it. You know, our problem is is we just try to run real fast, read, read a, a few things and go out to work and we, we, we totally are powerless to meet the enemy because we don't take God's strength to do it. Right. Then you have to run back to God and ask for help because things are falling apart. And your family will begin to reflect your haste yeah, and you can't do it that way. Listen, I have boys and, and God by his graces has, has given me a wonderful family and boys that love the Lord and serve God and, and grandchildren now and everything. And that's the best blessing. That's the best blessing is to have children that want God. That's the most important thing in their life. That's the only thing that cannot be taken from them. and God has given me that, but when they're, they're coming up and, 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 and they're going through things in life and, and, and they're struggling and whatever, maybe somebody said something about it. I remember one time and somebody had said something about one of my boys and, and it, was a, it was a terrible, terrible label to put on a person. Just something said that, you know, you can get real spiritual people to say, well, the Lord told me you got this problem and, and you find out it was a lie. You know, Brother Bam talked about that woman and 20th century prophet came up, to her, came up and, and she's having all these nervous and heart problems and, and he said, well, the problem is it's a lie and a preacher told a lie over you and it's caused a whole problem in your church yeah. and what it did, it caused her to have health problems, yeah. mental problems and she's walking around thinking she's a witch right. because of a lie told over her. I had one of my sons, something happened like that years ago. And, and, and he, he came to me and he says, Dad, do, 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 am I really this way? And I said, No, son, that's a lie. And I said, Let's go pray about it. And we got down and prayed. And I, I let him hear what I thought about him and what God thought about him. And we prayed till that thing was gone. You see, God will give you a sword, but you've got to use it. You can't just say, I believe it. Amen. You can't just come to church and say, Amen. You've got to put it in. When those kings are before you and need to be destroyed, you've got to destroy them then. Use what God has given you. It'll work. This is a weapon, amen, that is a deserter of the thoughts and intents of the heart. It'll cut where you can't see. But you've got to push it and believe it's going there. It'll do it in the name of the Lord. Stand to your feet. Hallelujah. Do you love him? Amen. You're a wonderful group to preach to we appreciate you and we love you with the love of the Lord, and I, I'm just I'm just so happy to be just be speaking about a message that is alive, yeah. that is real. You know, everything now is on YouTube and, and all of that, and, and just recently they put the, put the church up that we come out of in YouTube on on the Mennonite Church, and sometimes I just go back to look at that and say, Lord, thank you, thank you, Lord. I too could be in darkness, I too could be dead, but Lord, you are rich in mercy have brought me into a good land that wherever I look belongs to me. Amen. Oh, Lord, I do not want to be afraid, amen, to use. I want to be known, Lord, in heaven, not so important on earth, but in heaven amen. as a champion, yes. as a champion. Amen. On earth it might just be a preacher, it might just be Brother Danny, but on, in heaven let me be your champion, Lord. Yes, let me honor your word by believing it. This is the character of God, is that He could he'd, he'd take, he'd take moments of time and He'll train you for that one moment. Yes. And it might be the most important time of your life. When you get to heaven, ask John the Baptist about it how yeah, sure. He was trained all His life for six months. Brother man said in one place and I, I can't remember exactly where it is but he said God could, God, God could train you for five minutes. Five minutes to do something. I want to be aware of it. I don't want to pass that by. And God this is your moment. This is your time. Well you know this can be the same moment right here in this church right now. God speaking to a heart. Speaking to somebody. Said now It's been hanging on your side for a long time. Are you going to pull it and strike it at your greatest enemy? Your greatest enemy. I just want to see you do it. That's what he speaks to you as. Will you believe me? Will you believe that what I have said is good for you right now? I wonder if we could bow our heads. Maybe you just, you you know in your own heart and how God speaks to you, you just want to lift your hand and say, Brother Danny, I I, I stand in the position of that firstborn son that he wants me, he wants me to just draw what he has given me and destroy the enemy. Destroy the enemy. This is going to be my first step is by lifting my hand and saying, God, I'm honoring you this morning. You spoke to my heart. I've heard your word. I, don't, I, I now am speaking to you, Lord, manifest through me, amen, what you have spoken to me. If you said in your word that was what was in your great mind is now in the hearts of God's people, then, Lord, here's my heart. Here's my heart. Father, every hand that is raised, you see the need beneath that hand you sent your word and you healed our diseases Father Lord you're the mighty God you're the everlasting Father you're the Prince of Peace Lord as we take these words in this situation Lord and barely scratch the surface of it but God can you just take it and, and put it in their hearts and make sense of it Lord to them Lord that you just draw them Lord sometimes things are preached at that moment they don't realize why but in Lord in the next day or next day or two something takes place in their life oh God will speak speaking to me of this. He was warning me of this. Oh God, I want to take and stop and take a moment and thank you for speaking to me, Lord. And Lord, I've lifted my hand and I just say, Lord, I just say this in a simple way, strengthen my hands for war. Strengthen my hands for war. Strengthen my hands Lord Whether Amen. It's before my family Maybe I haven't held the right witness before my family uh, Lord Lord, I, Maybe I'm a church Christian But make me a Christian wherever I'm at Lord On the job Lord and Just really live through me Father you, did, you didn't make me just to come and sit in a church But Lord this message must be spoken of And talked about You've made us living epistles Read and known of all men Father I'm inviting you Lord Live through me Father Manifest through me Lord Oh, God, I've always asked you for, for things. I've asked you for health. I've asked you for blessings. I've, I've asked for my ways many times. Lord, I'm asking you now, have your way. Have your way in my life, Lord. Amen. Let this sword be used for what it was intended to be used for, Father. And I ask this, Lord, in Jesus' name. And I, Lord, I speak that blessing, Father, over your people for the glory of God. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Do you know the song, I love you, Lord, for your mercies never fail? Let's sing that. You don't yeah. know it. Yeah, yeah we do. Yeah. I love you, Lord, yeah. for, for your mercy never fails me. All my days. All my days.
1: I've been held in your hands from the moment that I wake up You I lay my head
6: I bless your name. I bless your name. Let's see that this morning. I'll tell you what, saints of God, I, I just, I'm not sure if I could, uh, you could have ordered a more fitting word for today because God has put great things within our reach. He's not put them just within the reach of prophets and ministers. He's put them in the reach of every believer on earth. It's up to us now to take that in our hand and use it. Amen. In prisoners.
1: His nurse changed from leading stride.
6: Gonna do? You're gonna run out on the battlefield like David did. He saw Goliath out there. He, the Bible says, he ran out. Yes. And you know what? That's a man who knows his position in Christ, and he knows where he stands in the Scripture. That places you above your enemy. Wow. Awesome, and you are. That's that's worth writing down, putting it on your fridge. You're not a god.
1: You are not a god created. not a God dependent on any mortal man. You are not a God in need of anything we can give by your plan. And that's just the way it is. That's just the way it is
8: We've heard from you today, Lord. We can walk out of here and say, Lord, you have spoken. Yes. We thank you, Lord, for yes. speaking through your servant, Lord. And I pray, Lord Jesus, help us, Father, to take our sword, Lord, and as you intended and you've equipped us to, Lord, to take it to the enemy, Father. And help us, Lord, that we'll love you more each day, Lord, as we see your word, as you reveal it to us, Father, that we we'll go forth. Take it, Lord, by faith, Father, and walk in it, Father. And we thank you for caring for us, Lord, for many things, Lord, that's in our hearts, Lord, that we were not sure about. And we had questions about, Lord, how simply you'd come, Lord, and minister your word and answer questions, Father. We're so thankful for that, Lord, of your equipped us. We give you glory and praise, Lord, and pray that you go with us. And, Lord, may this same spirit, Lord, your Holy Spirit, be here tonight, Father to minister, Lord, and to reveal to us your will. We thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you, Lord
6: Jesus. Hallelujah. How many are glad you came to church today? Amen. 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 God bless you. Five o'clock tonight, come a little early and, and pray before the service begins. And uh, I'm just looking forward to what God has for us tonight. Amen. Remember Brother Samuel and his family, and uh, we just trust that the Lord will... Continue to minister to them today. Let's sing that as we leave today, and uh, you're welcome to fellowship. If you want to linger a little bit in service, you certainly can. And uh, may God bless you. You're not a God, created by you. Sing it as you go this
1: morning.